Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Though we're focusing on America right now. <laughs> we, said, we talked about silencing Trump's Twitter and we shared our initial reactions. We thought, talked about building bridges with silencing others. We can learn from President Obama and the seven whys. And today, Jared, what are we going to talk about? Today, we're going to talk about the icky parts. As you said it so beautifully, right? The icky parts of, of being in America. American and living in America, in the United States of America. I was watching a movie the other night. Um, oh gosh, it's got Michael Douglas in it. I forget the name of it, but he's is the president. president. Huh? Is it American president? The American president? It is the American president, right? And um, he has a speech that he gives at the end of the movie. And he says, uh, America isn't easy, right? He said, America is advanced citizenship you know you have to be willing to look at someone it's it's really hard you have to be willing to look to look at somebody and listen to somebody who when they speak it makes your blood boil right and then you have to say free speech right someone that you would fight against your whole life against everything that they're saying Advanced citizenship means in this country, free speech. You get to say what you want. It means that you can watch somebody burn the flag. This is in the speech, I'm paraphrasing guys. You can watch somebody burn the flag, right? And you have to honor the fact that this is a land of freedom. They are free to do that. And we can make it in our times watching somebody kneel for the flag, right? And you can dislike it, you can hate it, you can just be disgusted by it, but like, it's a land of the free. Even to a certain extent, <laughs> you, you, you watch people protest. Now, they broke the law, you know, breaking into the Capitol building, the same as people broke the law for anything else stuff, but in America, we should be able to wake up the next day and although those people do jail time or whatever, advanced citizenship is coming to the table and saying why and listening to them and listening to the cause and the things that they were fighting for. And that, that is, is, is what's on the table right now. Um, and, and Jesse, you said something, you know, right before we hopped on today, um, as far as like handling those, those icky parts, those things that people say that we fucking can't stand and we disagree with and, 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 you know, we're patient and you said something about we're patient in some situations and then, but other, and others were not. Yeah. It's interesting in our family dynamics when there's a blood relation that we will often entertain, tolerate, accept the behaviors of some of our family members simply because they're family, right? They, they may do, they may engage in behaviors. I remember watching 
a one of those shows on like a learning channel or something. It was an intervention show where you'd have kids that were addicted to drugs or a family member that was addicted to drugs. And the whole premise of the show is you get everybody together and you try to have this intervention with the, the drug addict. And you would hear these stories of the behaviors they would do, stealing, being speaking ill, all those things. And then every time they'd interview the family member and they'd say, well, why don't you give up on this person? Like, aren't you, they're, all, they're my family, I love them. They're my brother, they're my son, my daughter, my husband, whatever it is, I love them. I just can't give up on them. And so they keep trying, they keep trying, they keep trying, they try to understand, they try to accept, they try to reason, they try to hear, they try to explain, they try to talk through. It's an icky part of life. And so we will extend this grace to deal with the icky parts of life because we recognize that the other human being on the other side of the behavior is worth it. Because when they're doing those behaviors, we still see the little boy, the little girl that we burst into the world and we raised up and we had all these hopes and dreams for who they could become and how magnificent they could be. And we will, we will go through absolute fucking hell for those people. We'll lay our lives down for them. We will proudly say that we would die for them if we could make their life better. But then sometimes it seems that once we leave our front doors, someone who says something differently than us, who believes something differently than us, who engages in behavior differently of us, we have such a short tongue for them and so quick to call them anarchist, terrorist, insurrectionist, racist, Antifa, Black Lives Matter terrorist, whatever that may be. And creating these good versus evil, right versus wrong, them versus us. And that clip that you were sharing earlier, Jared, for me, it really, it really was speaking to this greater peace that there's, America is really this greater family. It's an American family. It's saying that we're willing to have this level of tolerance, like advanced citizenship is, is essentially that. It's that we're willing to have this level of tolerance, that we're willing to extend this, this olive branch to one another as we would our family members. That we're willing to engage in the tough and difficult things and go the extra mile for, for our, our American brothers and our American sisters the same as we would those that we share the same blood because, you know, in our patriotic lore, we all bleed red, white, and blue. And that, that really sat with me today. And I'll just also just throw this piece out there and then I'll, I'll just as a full disclosure, I'll pass it back over to you. Jared was saying something before we started talking about, you know, in this speech, they talk about burning the flag and saluting the flag and, we we're talking about people who would kneel for the flag or whatnot. And I was telling Jared, I said, man, that really resonated with me because I have fully been that person who I would get so upset and angry if someone were to burn the flag saying that's so un-American, that's not patriotic, that's not this, like screw those guys. Or somebody who would kneel for the flag saying that's just such an un-American behavior, that's not okay. And in talking with Jared this morning, I realized that there was a, there was you know, call it an ignorance, call it a, a hypocriticalness, call it a double standard, whatever it is. It was something that I real. it occurred to me that if I'm going to truly believe in this greater ideal of what America is, I have to find that in my heart to have compassion and seeking to understand for these other behaviors that I may not agree with behaviors. I may not do, but to understand what the who the human being is and why they're doing what they're doing. 
that that's that's it's it's so it, I got so much that I want to say like guys it's so hard for me to like organize my thoughts I'm so sorry right so um this is why it's hard to cut these down to 30 minutes but everything that you just said from I wanted to just piggyback off of what you said about American family and advanced citizenship being that is what it is, right? That's the definition of advanced citizenship, right? Is is to hold that 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 level of tolerance. That was the genius of our founding fathers who founded this country having multiple disagreements about how this country should be constructed and run, right? And then you had, you know, great men set examples like George Washington to say, he could have been a lifetime term leader and he said no i don't want that right and 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 i and i had the conversation with you before we got on about why we haven't had more military leaders become presidents in this country right in terms of generals become presidents in this country because most of them are not looking for power in that way they're look they they they're looking to serve the country they're looking to serve the greater good we have so many americans i feel like who really want to serve this country. And we, uh, you're always gonna have people who just want positions of power and stuff like that. Um, but, but that's one of the most beautiful things about this country. And, and even in the vice presidential debates with Pence and um, Kamala Harris, which I did enjoy, there was a section where the the uh, moderator asked, you know, posed a question from a little girl, right? You know, how do we handle the anger and you know things that are that are being put out right now, and um, how do we how do we treat that? Like, how do we how should we feel about that? And and Pence, like Pence said. You know, one of the beautiful things about America is that we can have heated debates. We can have arguments and 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 we can, but we can still understand that we're all Americans and get along at the end of the day. And the second that, you know, we try to define someone that we disagree with, right? as 100%, you know, un-American or in other ways, you know, some other ways less than human, that's when we're, we're, we're walking down that path of destroying the foundation of this country, mm-hmm. of destroying the foundation of this country, that all people are born with certain inalienable rights, right? And that was the jury. It wasn't true. When they wrote it, it wasn't manifested into reality, but they wrote a system in that would manifest it into reality. They wrote, they built a system that would, that could progress and get us there. And we're like there. We're like there. And, and, and now we have to, we have to deal with that all people thing. We have to deal with it. And you have to bury all the old thoughts that and, and evolve to not call other people less than human. And that's hard. 
That's a, Jesse. You one time we had a conversation and you brought up a dude and and you're like I'm trying to look at him how he's not a monster. As a matter of fact, Jesse, you work hard to do that all the time to see the humanity. That's why you tell me about these. You know, you watch the the serial killer stuff and you talk about you know trying to working hard to see the humanity of those people. And I'm like, even now, like I can say what I just said to you about all people, and we have to see the humanity in people. And even then, even saying that, I can still in the back of my mind, yeah, some people are fucking monsters. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so even saying it and and really believing in my heart, like that's the core of, of, of what, you know, makes America, having known in my lifetime, people, having loved people in my lifetime, that other people will look at their actions and call them monsters. Mm -hmm. I can still say that, which is really scary, right? And we're all fucking so hypocritical. So it's hard, hard to live in this country. It's hard. It's all the benefits in the world. But boy, you better evolve. (laughs) I I appreciate so much you saying that because I think that's where the work is, is. Is right now, it seems we're so quick to find me listening to what you say. And I, I, I believe it, I'm on board, I'm in the same space as you. But then if I'm looking for something to disprove it, it's that one time that you're not congruent with everything that you're saying. <laughs> and that's the work is to acknowledge the hypocriticalness in all of us, to acknowledge that, that we can be so angry at the people that we share four walls with and we can still love them. And being angry with them doesn't mean we love them less. It just means we're angry. We're upset. We're frustrated. We don't feel seen. We don't feel heard. We don't feel understood. We don't feel loved. We don't feel like we matter. We feel scared. We feel overly vulnerable, all these types of things. And then what we do with that anger doesn't mean that it has to escalate beyond just being angry in the moment. That if somebody, like the work of each and every one of us is to reconcile those, I think, our higher ideals and beliefs with our own behaviors. It's right. It's the same thing as that. It's like you can have it because when I think of building a bridge, we have two islands and it would be so easy for us to just band together and say, let's just build a bunch of really great weapons and we can keep those guys at bay all the time and we can do whatever. But building a bridge is about saying, I, I, we have this option of building all this stuff and keeping them over here and us over here. But what, it, it, what I think building a bridge is about, it's about doing the scary work to be vulnerable in the middle, trusting that yes. we're going to be able to get over there and that together we're going to be able to make something even better. I, I think I told you about this, Jared, and maybe I even started this on a thing. One of my favorite scenes in all movies was in the, in the Dark Knight where the Joker gives the, he says he has a bomb on one of the boats. And, and, and they God. both have, I got to, I got I, I'm gonna interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, one time I'm gonna tell a two-minute story about hypocrisy, right? Um, and this is gonna be from a black person's perspective, right? You get asked this question a lot of time: How can these people defend these guys who riot over here, and then talk about these people who stormed the Capitol building, right? I've seen this meme all over the place. And so I told you I had a conversation with my family over Thanksgiving. It was like this illuminating thing, right? So you guys know where I come from. I come from Baltimore. There's a lot of death and destruction, a lot of killing, right? Um, Just keep it in 100. 
right? And so, you know, when I finally kind of got through to my family, what I said to them was, mm-hmm. and this, this directly ties to, to, to what we're talking about, about these riots, the two different, you know, whatevers. Um, I said to them, you can have love, understanding, and patience with or kindness for, compassion for the, did I tell a story? The kid who sits, stands on a corner and shoots a person that looks like him in the face, right? And they can, right? Because they can see that kid or they can remember that kid from when he was young and they yeah. can kind of understand his troubles and struggles and his trials and tribulations that led him to that point where he pulled that trigger, right? And he looks at other black people as less than, right? And I was like, but you have no patience or kindness for the white man who also looks at other black people as less than, right? And the truth of the matter is, this is, and this is from a black person's perspective, don't take this the wrong way, folks. That's an American disease, Mm. an American disease that brainwashing, that brainwashing that allows that black kid to feel like he's less than human and black people that look like him are less than human. So it's easier to kill another black person. My family, where I come from, we can have empathy for that kid. We can try to help that kid. We can try to keep him from taking lives, right? That's what my whole family is dedicated to something like that, right? But we have no patience or understanding for the white man indoctrinated with the same mentality. No patience or understanding for the white man who who has the same thoughts of black people being less than their their lives are easier to take and have less respect for it. We have understanding for the black kid that has those feelings and thoughts. No understanding for the white man that has those feelings and thoughts. And that is an American disease, and it's an American disease on both sides. There are white people that can have understanding and patience for the white man who thinks that, or if they don't think it themselves, that black lives, black people are dangerous, their lives are less valuable or something like that, right? And then have no understanding for the black kids in inner cities who also feel that way and are reminded of it every day on a very visceral, real, real, I see it type of way. And that, that, that's a bridge that needs to be built. I don't even give a fuck, excuse my language. I care, I want people to see and value the life, right? But I need people to understand that both sides have a lack of value. That's the first step to me, right? Is, is seeing that for black people to see, like we've lived this for a long time and people have come to believe it. And then understanding that the white people who believe it today are not the white people who instituted it 200 years ago. It's still around and it's around in both people, all people brainwashed, <laughs> right? But, you know, and so that's, that's, that was something that was on my heart to share um, before, you know, now I'll let you finish up. Like, I like, you got like, you got like five minutes, man, to say what you want. <laughs> I might add too, I think it goes beyond both sides and it's an all sides thing. And I'll say that because I have a friend of mine who is Hispanic and it's interesting. I still don't understand why we only refer to black and white and then we don't have colors for everybody else. But 
that for we'll save that for another conversation. That might be more of a, a rant. Yeah. He he's Hispanic and he used to be in a gang in downtown Los Angeles. And I remember him telling me stories to the point of what you just shared. Conflict with black people, conflict with white people, feeling less than, feeling this, feeling that. And and so I just, I add that in as all sides because I imagine that all of us have felt some degree of something at some point. And I think that is the greater work is it's not to focus on the points, the hypocritical parts of ourselves because we're all going to have that. It's part of being human. You know, all of us will say that we, most of us, I shouldn't say all of us, most of us will say that we value trust and honesty as a tenant in our relationships. Yet most of us will tell white lie after white lie because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or we don't want to make ourselves seem like a bad person or a wrong person about why we're late or why we didn't finish something on time or whatever it is. And we won't call that, you know, lying or anything like that because we all have rules that allow us to operate within our moral framework we've created that allow us to weave in and out of these, these sticking points. So I think that the evolution of our consciousness, the greater work of humanity is not focusing on the hypocritical parts of ourselves. It's acknowledging that we are hypocritical. Yes. Are a walking contradiction. Yes. Focus on where is it that our heart is and where are we really trying to go towards? Like, what is it that we really believe in recognizing that while we may believe it, we may engage in behaviors that may not be congruent in that belief because we're growing just the same as when you're teaching your child to walk, you believe in all your heart that they have the capacity to walk, but they engage in behaviors called taking a step and stumbling down or crawling or whatever it is, but you don't give up on the kid after they fall a few times. You keep with them and keep helping them you know, until they master walking. And I think that's, that's us, you know, in a nutshell. And, and I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were saying, you know, people are born twice. They're born obviously when you first come out, but then you're born into adulthood. And, and what I would say is, you know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think that what it is, is that we have these ideas that we become adults, but really we're all wounded children running around. And as a wounded child, you know, we don't want to expose necessarily our own hurts and, an easy way to do that is to try to deflect and put on to someone else or something else to find ourselves in, uh, in groups where we feel like we belong at times when we didn't feel like we belonged as children. And many of the behaviors that we probably exhibit and act out as adults are because it's us trying to heal and mask those wounds that we've never rectified as children. Yeah, I, that's where that compassion piece comes. I, I will sit here in full as congruent as I possibly can be and tell you, Jared, my deepest work is trying to find a place where I can find compassion for people who do behaviors that I don't agree with. And I am so hypocritical because I am so quick to judge some people sometimes and say, screw that person. They're da 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 da, right? And, and it's, I could say I don't like that part of myself, but the truth is, is I have to learn, I think, to love and accept that part of myself if I'm going to be able to grow through it and go to that place where I'm trying to grow as a human being. And it, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same as that. So it's, it's that's it'll, the, never, it'll never be fully gone. You'll never be able to get rid of it. You know, that's, we're, we're contradictory beings. 
we really are and 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 that's and that's that's you know part of being human right yeah it, it really it, we really are contradictory as a motherfucker we have strengths and we have weaknesses and we're smart enough to kind of try to paint our weaknesses as strengths from time to time and that's hypocrisy <laughs> i have to share this with you since you started with the movie quote i'll end us with the movie quote the great philosopher john rambo he was on a on a boat helped carrying taking some missionaries to burma and they were attacked by some pirates and the pirates were going to kill them and so before they could kill them john rambo killed them and one of the head missionaries, he said, that wasn't okay. You know, it's never okay. Killing is never acceptable. Violence is never the answer. And John Rambo has this thing, and it's a monologue, he says to himself, that when you're pushed, killing is easy as breathing. So fast forward to the end, the missionaries have been taken captive. John Rambo comes in to save them, and they're in the big battle to try to escape. And these, these uh, guys who are the bad guys in the movie are horribly brutal. They're, they're torturing the villagers, all these types of things. And there comes a point in the final battle where the one missionary who is very, who is so quick to condemn John Rambo is forced with the choice of saving one of his fellow people or letting these bad guys kill him. And when he's pushed, he grabs a rock and he ends up killing this person. And there's this scene at the end where he looks up and he, you know, waves to Rambo, almost thanking him silently as Rambo stands there looking over the battlefield and kind of walks off into the sunset. You know, I'm saying that not because I think that I, that's such an incredible scene, but I think it is poignant and powerful in that it acknowledges that there is this parts in all of us, right? There's this, this hypocritical nature that we can often espouse what we do because of the circumstances we've existed in. We don't necessarily know what the extremes are. We don't know what it's like to walk in somebody else's shoes. You know, I know a lot of female friends were so moved and emotional seeing Kamala Harris take the vice presidency and, and talking about the window and the ceiling being lifted. I don't know what that's like as a man because I've never, I've never been in that realm, right? It's, it's so hard as a man to really imagine what women feel like. Yeah. It's very difficult, man. It's it's and I think it's I think it's hard for women to imagine what men feel like too. But like I think you know, it's hard for humans to imagine what other humans feel like. <laughs> Our experiences are so unique in how we process and interpret stuff throughout our life and how we decide and make meaning of things. Humans were such complicated meaning making creatures and we're doing it all the time and and you know, what could be a great day for me could be a horrible day for you just because of the meaning we make of it. And so that's where, you know, the bridge is, is, is giving, I think, that grace and compassion to people who, who have different feelings, different experiences, different everything than us. Yeah. And you can still disagree with them. Absolutely. And you can be hypocritical in your disagreement. Absolutely. And, and you can separate yourself from them if you need to. Yes. But... But the, the key is, the compassionate piece, the key is, is still saying that I can live with this person. Like, I don't have to be around them, but I can live with them on this planet. I can live with them even and, and understand that sometimes, even though I disagree with their argument, it may win out on the biggest stage. And I have to accept that. 
And that's what we have to look. That's what, that was the issue when Donald Trump got elected. That was the issue this past election. For some people, you know, that was the issue when, when Barack Obama, even though I feel like for the most part, this country was pretty united when Barack Obama got elected and was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But for some people, right, Donald Trump, what up? Let me see his birth certificate. He's a Muslim, right? <laughs> right? And, and, and so, um, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's an uh, advanced citizenship. <laughs> well i know you gotta go jared and and we're at our we're at over our 30 minute thing again we got close today so amen as long as i appreciate you always man always brother we'll see you next time everybody we're looking forward to your thoughts your comments your observations take care yes